0: Oh, and welcome to another episode of On the Floor with Wayne and Rob. I'm Wayne Highlander, National Sales Manager for Bona Adhesives. And I'm Rob Johnson from Bona Training. How we doing, Rob? Pretty good, buddy. How you doing? Uh, it's my favorite time of year. Oh, yeah. March Madness. March Madness. Yep. I'm a huge, although my, uh, my team was the most humiliating defeat of the entire tournament so far. Well, in fact, nothing could make it worse now, so you might as well just go ahead and say Kentucky was the worst defeat of the entire tournament losing to St Petersburg. Our only redeeming value is they won the next game after that so
1: are they the are are they the ones that are like the big underdog is that
0: yeah, St yeah. Petersburg mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's a so good game so far. but It's uh, not that
1: I'm not a fan of basketball. I just watch courts and then just flip on to see another court. And just, just to see. Just to see. Yeah, we're big. Me and my buddies, we're big Frozen Four. Frozen Four? The Frozen Four, yeah. They weren't hockey. allowed. Hockey. College hockey was mm-hmm. not allowed to use the Final Four for – you know, to say the final four are in the championship for hockey. So uh-huh. they call it the frozen four. I was not aware of that for all you hockey fans out there.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. I'll be darn. I recently, you know, I loved playing basketball when I, when I was a kid, I mean, I absolutely would could play from morning till, till night playing basketball and obviously with my knee and everything now I, and you know, the other, other issues, I can't play anymore, but I was, I went over to a friend's house a while back, and he had three kids. I think the oldest kid was 13 years old, and uh, you know, let's play basketball out back. And I had more fun dominating <laughs> those kids. I'm and talking trash to those kids who gave it right back to me. Uh, it was an absolute blast. I must have been what Shaquille O'Neal would 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 uh, was like playing with uh,
1: high school kids. Um, My buddies and I, when we would play basketball um, during the summer when the ice wasn't around, so we couldn't play any pond hockey or anything like that. But we played a different type of version of basketball. I mean, it was kind of basketball, but it was like full contact, a lot of checking, a lot of hip checks and stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, man, you can wipe people out in basketball. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're very vulnerable. So Mm -hmm. we had some, uh, there were some good bloody noses during those games
0: yeah it could be very uh, um, uh what the is the word I'm looking for. Hockey
1: players aren't very good basketball Physical. players because of the touching you know one touch and boom yeah. that's uh you know that's a penalty or uh, a foul I'm not a penalty. boy, do yeah. I sound like a dork? that's a foul I get yeah it. yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you pick a bracket? uh no, I don't do that i I', I never
0: been on sports. I stopped bidding on sports a long time ago I'm not uh, I, I never won.
1: So I love sitting around, um, with men and women and listen to how they pick brackets, you know, like my brother-in-law, big Villanova fan. He knows how to do brackets. My son-in-law, Kyle, he's winning in his brackets, you know? So there's a lot of bracket talk around supper and things like that. And, uh, and then you hear how the girls are picking theirs, you know. Uh, you know, this mascot, you know, mm-hmm. a rooster could definitely be the spider, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but my buddy Pete, he always had the best one. He would pick his brackets, uh, how good the hockey team was for that school. So he could have some crazy, uh, well, you know, people in the end getting there.
0: And that's why I stopped betting on it because i mean even he i mean what's he, he's got a good chance to win as i do
1: <laughs> um and
0: is it your son-in-law that's a villanova fan
1: uh no that's my uh brother-in-law
0: okay well big
1: time good. villanova fan he went to villanova so he's a big fan and it'll be disappointed when they lose to michigan tonight oh is that All right. is that tonight yep uh, i gotta i gotta text him then. there you go all right.
0: So today, uh, Rob, I thought we would, uh, you know, the, the industry, um, you know, once a year, they want to know from us what, obviously, what the state of the industry is going to be. And Just what, from, You mean from us? Of course. Our podcast. Our podcast. The way, and, and a lot of, lot of decisions will be, will, I mean, really millions of dollars, you know, deciding on, you know, depending on what we say, how they're going to manage their money, what they're going to, do they sell short? do they buy more i mean so we might as well yes. get it out now and okay let them know what's happening
1: so this is the one this is the show that a lot of the people uh, of have been waiting for a lot of your analysts the right. uh, the on the floor with wayne and rob state of the industry show yeah yeah excellent uh, uh, shouldn't we have done this like in january we could have, yeah. Well, you know what? We just kept crunching those numbers. I wanted to wait because there were a lot of
0: indicators this year that were interesting. <laughs> and interesting. I wanted to make sure that uh, things were lined up the way that I thought they were going to go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As you know, in a recent op-ed piece, I predicted the, uh, the pandemic, uh, mm. I think, about 2015. So You knew the pandemic was coming back then. Well, if you look at everything on paper, was lining up. Okay, so yeah, all right. I was recently around a bunch of commercial contractors, and uh, light commercial contractors, uh, and then some real very big commercial contractors, and it was very interesting. Look, listening to their take, and and what they're what they're seeing and uh, out there in the industry. So I thought we would talk about some of those and share some of that information. Um, and, um, and, and you know, I guess you have to start with the housing crisis uh, that, that's going on. And I don't know if you're aware of this. I mean, of course, I know that you're aware of this, Rob. You, you know, right now in America, we have a $5, million, five million homes shortage right now, just to catch up, just not even, I mean, just to barely catch up with the demand in housing. So America is five million houses under what
1: we read, what we need right now to meet the demand. Pretty shocking, isn't it? There's 5 million people out there looking for a house and there's no houses to buy. Mm-hmm. Really? Yep, yep. And um, yeah. Where are, they, and, where are they?
0: Well, there are people that are, you know, millennials that are getting ready to buy homes for the first time. There are people that are uh-huh. moving. Yep. And a lot of people are looking at smart homes now too, uh, the technology and the smart homes. And uh, so they're waiting for those. And so, um, you know, there's a housing crisis. So well, actually, I think, you know.
1: Why don't like, you explain to the homeowner or the homeowners, why don't you explain to her, what is a smart home?
0: Uh, well, you know, it's the same thing as your phone. I mean, you, they want to be able to control everything from their phone. Uh, you know, I mean, um, uh, that doesn't use a lot of uh, more electricity than it needs, to, that you can just turn on all your lights and control everything, That the temperature in the house, the alarm system in the house. Your stereo uh, equipment from the house, mm. uh, so yeah, all that you're not going to get that in a, in a in a 1970s house, right? Or, or even a even a 2000 house. I mean, these things now are that's the, the the way the young people want to buy now.
1: Mm.
0: Uh, that's there's a lot of different factors that caused the housing bubble. Um, is, you know, in, uh, rising economic prosperity. I mean, over the last several years, especially with two people working in the house, there's been a lot of money out there. Low interest rates, wider mortgage uh, product offerings has also uh, contributed to it and uh, easy uh, uh, access to credit. So, um, you know, those are things that have kind of contributed to this. And uh, now you put along that with the uh, with raw material shortage, the shipping industry shortage. Um, and um, And I'll tell you something that might might shock uh, uh, a lot of people but i know not you rob that uh for every flatbed truck that's out on the road today
1: oh, you took mine i wanted to say that one okay what what do you what do you think is contributing to that rob let me tell you something way <laughs> for every flatbed truck out there there's 97 loads waiting for it for every single truck for every single flatbed truck Hmm. there's 97 loads waiting for that truck it tells me it's a good industry to get into driving trucks oh the open road i could see you and i doing that
0: yeah grinding gears you know what grinding I mean?
1: grinding the gears hell yeah mm-hmm. greasy spoons yeah i don't want to be a truck driver though I, I don't want to i don't want to touch the freight though you know what i mean i don't Uh, In the the wood floor industry, I always thought that was the funniest damn thing in the world to try to call our delivery guys truck drivers. That was the last thing they did that truck driving for them was like the break in their day. These poor bastards humping lumber all day long upstairs, downstairs, job site deliveries to call them truck drivers. Oh, my God, that that's the easiest part of their day. They live to drive the truck. There's two things that
0: when I was a kid that I was so wrong on, I think we all were, that as I've gotten older, I realized it's not the case. I mean, you, you used to, we used to think truck drivers were like tough truck driver. You're tough, right? You drive this big truck down the road. Until I started seeing like 65-year-old grandmothers driving uh, <laughs> trucks down the road. And the other thing is with tattoos. Like you used to see, like when we were kids, you know, we we're growing up. If a guy had one tattoo, wow, oh, you got a tattoo. You know, what I mean, one. Yeah. And you'd maybe maybe you see a guy with two or three or maybe four. They're usually guys that, that come back from the service. And uh, so you think, man, tough getting them tattoos. Again, I've seen sixty-five-year-old grandmothers that are sleeve now. So. <laughs> You know not not kind of what i what i what i thought it was so maybe it means something different now you don't have any skin art do you you don't you don't mess with this what i got going on you know i mean when god gives you this you don't you <laughs> you don't you don't you don't do nothing to it you know it's like going to you don't you don't put a1 sauce on a great steak right
1: Okay, uh, you know you're right. I always wondered why I never got a tattoo. Now, yeah. now I know why. No. You're right. Why yeah, would, you, I, you why could would actually, I? mess this up? Yeah. Who might actually benefit from a tattoo or two? <laughs> I actually entertain. And one the funny time. part is, is everybody thinks I'm the mean one.
0: No, I, I meant that yeah. in the nicest yeah, way. Yeah,
1: I'm the mean one.
0: Hmm. Um. Those. Uh those trucks you talked about and you might say well how come you don't just uh just make more trucks the issue is that there's no microchips and so you can't even get the you don't have what you need to build the the new trucks so that's that's a big part of the challenge
1: and truck drivers have to be the same thing that you know floor guys and everybody else is going through there's got to be a shortage of drivers there has to be
0: well clearly there is has to be yeah you were in Mississippi this week weren't you I, I was in Mississippi this week, yeah.
1: I'm, I'm going to move down here. I'm, I'm telling the family we're moving down here. This is my second time. I think I was down in Mississippi. Might have been before Christmas or in December. From upstate New York to Mississippi. Yes. We did a school back, I think it was in December. We did another school this week. The people, the place, the towns... It's gorgeous down here.
0: It's I gorgeous.
1: See, I don't see what could go wrong. Uh, it could be like a reality show, you know? I uh, Because love... I can't move down here alone. Uh, no. And the only way I'd ever get Pauline to move down here is everybody's got to come. All the kids, all the grandkids. I got to talk everybody into it. mm mm-hmm. So Jeremiah and I were talking about this the other night. So Jeremiah has been sending me um, huge homes for sale down here that he said, <laughs> I think you could fit everybody in there. And I said, you know, this, this does sound like it could be a pretty good reality show. You know,
0: there, there are some sleeper States out there. And uh, I'll tell you, uh, Mississippi is one. There's some beautiful areas, in Mississippi, you know, the, you know, I think Jackson is the biggest town in Mississippi. I think it's only like 80,000 people there, if I'm not mistaken. Biloxi is maybe number two, and there's nobody there either. It's a, it's a, it's a that's where I
1: am this week. I'm in Jackson. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And the weather's great and it's inexpensive. And uh, I'll tell you another place uh, Alabama, the Gulf Shores down there in Alabama area. Um, uh, have you ever heard of a town called Fairhope, Alabama? Never. You should Google that. That, that is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful town. Although I got a feeling it's pretty expensive.
1: So. Well, I know how so they're I'm, keeping I'm, I'm, us out. Right? I know how they keep us out of here. Okay. I know how they keep New Yorkers and people from the Northeast. I know how they do it. Okay. Every other week they keep showing the movie Mississippi burning. And they're like, Oh my God. How could you, even when I said to Pauline, I go, we got to move down here. She's like, are you out of your mind? I go, look, that wasn't a documentary. Okay. Plus it was something like, you know, 80 years ago that happened. I said, it's not what you think. It's almost like when they said, oh, Iceland, no, you don't want to come to Iceland. You know, it's nothing but ice where it's really just beautiful green mountains and Iceland mm-hmm. kept everybody away. Mississippi doing the same thing. You're not fooling me though. I'm right. coming down and I'm bringing everybody with me. You know what you should do is do a trial run in August
0: for a couple of weeks. weeks. <laughs> <laughs> then see what's how it goes uh, all right
1: so all right. uh you think it's a little on the it's on odd. the humid side huh? a little little moist a little yeah. bit yeah a little bit yeah i could i could you know i could sweat a couple pounds off i don't think that would yeah. hurt me yeah uh i do love it
0: down there the fishing is good too uh so it is, the people are super friendly and uh i do love mississippi yeah Uh, If you haven't been to Oxford, Mississippi, it is uh, probably the nicest, most quintessential southern town square in America. Really pretty. That's
1: where I was in December. Yeah. Oxford. We went out to dinner and I said, man, oh, man. I was taking pictures, showing Pauline. I go, this is your town. You would. That town square is unbelievable. Beautiful. Yeah. I couldn't believe it was Mississippi. So not only is this is this like the state
0: of the union, uh, you know, in the industry right now. It's also a travel show.
1: The travel channel. Yeah. 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 On the road. Yes. On the floor. On the road.
0: Yeah. Uh, on my nerves. Um, all right. So uh, talking to the other guys, you know, I I was not aware of this. Um, there, you know, we talk about the the problems that they were having in the industry getting products and what have you. There is a, a, a term in 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 China that the, the translation for that, that is uh, r- roughly translates translates to laying down,
1: lay what flat, it, lay flat. flat. Yeah, laying no. flat, but yes. a lot of
0: work. Well, what, what a lot of workers are doing is just walking off the job. They're getting slave wages in a lot of cases are barely making any money. So they've realized in the last few years, just just walk off, lay flat don't work and it's really affecting uh getting goods to america and um you're starting to see a little bit of that there's a little bit of that also going on in america now uh so that's also really kind of uh, affected things in the in, in the uh getting goods to the country so
1: well i have uh well i used to coach the united states post hockey team the u.s postal team from my region and uh So I know the post office in and out. i never really worked for the post office, but I did plow a couple of post office uh, parking lots and stuff when I was plowing snow. So I'm very close uh, with the USPS, as we would say. Mm -hmm. And uh, we have a term at USPS when management gets on our nerves, when management oversteps their boundaries and says things that maybe they shouldn't have said, or, Treats, uh, treats the workers in not such a nice way. We call it dropping the plow. So in China, it's called laying flat. In the United States Postal Service, we call it dropping the plow. Are you a member of the Communist Party? No, 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 no. I learned this. Now, look, remember, I coached the team. Don't okay? get defensive. No, no, no. Here's the deal. I coached the, like I said, the U.S. Uh, postal team. Mm-hmm. But the people who played on that team were workers and management. So okay. not only was oh. I coaching a team, I was trying to bring them together that team together because some of the locker room banter could get pretty heated sometimes. Wow. Cause I, you know, I had union delegates, I had upper management guys. There was a lot, you know, so it was my job, not only to coach them, but, you know, bring them together as one and not want to kill each other and try to focus that anger at the other teams that were playing.
0: Well, you said sometimes right it part. worked. Sometimes it did. You said the right word with anger because my brother worked for the Postal Service <laughs> and I have never heard of more disgruntled, more miserable, more angry people in my life as the what goes on at the Postal Service. Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. It yeah, really is. Yeah, I mean the way that they grind, talk about grinding. I mean the grinding them down. I mean just, I mean it was it was unbelievable to me.
1: <laughs> uh, How long did he work there? Or does uh, he, he still work there?
0: Uh, he was in the army for ten years and then spent the next twenty to twenty five, uh, and he retired from the post office.
1: Yeah, uh, was he a corporate stooge or was he a worker bee? Oh, by no means, uh, he was a worker. <laughs> oh. Oh. and
0: uh, and uh you know we uh, have maybe a little bit of a temper thing that runs in the family a little bit,
1: yeah, and uh
0: I can see that yeah. He, he had a customer complain about where he put the mail, and uh he went there after work at five o'clock to fight the guy so... <laughs> he also had one of his super- superintendent's transfer out of the post office um uh, because he was concerned about about him so it's insane
1: it it's a crazy we're glad he retired the stories yeah. that i would hear with these guys just unbelievable all right so speaking of grinding um, grind away
0: um one of these things that these commercial contractors were saying that uh if anybody is grinding you for a price right now walk away walk away price is not the issue anymore. There's no way that you should have to to uh, to uh, put up with that right now. There's so much going on and uh, so much work going on and what have you. And just, you know, if you, especially if you have the products, which many of these guys don't have the products. So if you're the, the fortunate one that has what the customer's looking for, including the talent to do it, the labor to do it, the time to do it, there you should not be in, the, in negotiating. Uh, and again, I always preface this with, "This is, this is my talking to the hearing what these guys are saying," and Rob and I are by no means. We might be financial experts on the on the thirty thousand level, you know, on the State of the Union type of stuff. But for individual businesses, you, you know, use it your own discretion. But um I hate see someone sitting home this week because they, you know, they replaying they, it
1: and, and writing down yeah, what you said. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. you yeah. told me to walk away. Yeah. <laughs> And now look at me. Yeah. Uh, uh, No, they they took my van away because I couldn't pay the bill. Yeah. Well, you know, we're always saying, people are always saying, boy, Rob does sound greedy on the show. But man, if you're definitely not in the race to the top now, I I mean, there's just no better time. No better time. It's not even a matter of greedy anymore. It's survival.
0: You have to raise the prices for that reason. Um, you'll find a lot of these big commercial contractors, in fact, are are buying up warehouse space because a lot of the, the, the jobs are demanding that they have all the products on the site before they even begin, especially if they're coming over, over from China. Uh, so they're they and, and so what that's doing is it's 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 driving up the costs, and these are these are costs that are not that are going uncalculated a lot of times because you have a, bring in a warehouse to supply more material. And I even see it on the residential side. Guys are getting, they're, they're growing, they're up getting bigger areas so they can stack more wood in their place. But there's a hidden cost associated with that. I mean, you're storing that 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 lumber, that, that product uh, in your own facility. I mean, that's that's that costs money. So a lot of people are asking them, hey, you you know, you pay for the wood right now, and uh, and here's the storage, what it's going to cost, or you can take a chance. Here's the price today the price three months from now, even if we can get it, is going to be a different price. So they're making it easier on themselves and not having to take that all all on themselves. And, uh, uh, but um, that's driving up the costs.
1: Um, you know, um, Ditmer came down, he was uh, working the school with me and, um, you know, he's got some property and he leases some of that property out to farmers. And he was telling me that Farmers are getting crushed. Absolutely. I was watching the news when I was getting ready this morning, and they were interviewing some farmers from Iowa who are just, you know, getting blasted. But the guy that Dittmer um, leased some of his property to, he bought fertilizer. He had a feeling something was going to come up. So he bought a ton of fertilizer and, you know, stuff wow. that he needs to farm. He bought it last year. Mm. And, and he said, it's the only thing that's saving me right now is because I bought, he goes, that fertilizer price has absolutely tripled. His fertilizer price has tripled. I can't imagine the uh, cost of doing business and some of your costs are going to triple. How do you, well, how do you deal with that? One? Towards that
0: end, um, I'd like to give a shout out to all my prepper fan, uh, prepper uh, friends and I apologize for anything <laughs> I may have said in the past. And I think it's time we get together and re-engage again um everything a farmer touches runs on on gas or diesel i mean right i mean that's uh so yeah that and obviously we know what's going on it's going to really affect that too so
1: um yeah i mean uh, you know that article you sent um they also talked about trying you know companies are trying to get innovative because there is such a work shortage a worker shortage uh-huh. and um, i just thought it was funny where they said you know try to make it fun Try to, you know, make it interesting for these guys. And I kept thinking, power drive. There you go, the power drive. Put a kid on the edger, he could be gone in two days. Put him on the power drive, he's good for the rest of his life. That article I sent, by the way, is what I wrote. That wasn't an an
0: article. That was my notes. You are. I'm going to give you a bell for that one. Uh, Thank you very much. Um, You know, it's funny because... that's something we talked about before, the construction industry never had to worry about the human side of, of, of or the, the personal side or the soft side of, of business. Nobody cared. You're in construction. You don't like it. You got hurt. Get out of here. Mm. Yeah, you know what I mean? No right. one cares, no one cares yeah. about your feelings. There's five people that want your job. Yeah. Beat it. You can't cut it. You know, Get out of here. But you're right. Innovative companies have realized that they have got to somehow make the job fun. Mm-hmm. Um. It reminds me of uh, fishing for 16 hours with my family when I was a little kid, wanting to go home. And i going, see, isn't this fun? You're having fun, right?
1: Better say you're having fun. I, I'm just trying to think of how we can make scraping underneath radiators fun. Scraping around radiator pipes and stuff. We got to make that fun. You know, it, I... singing a song or something like that. You know, a lot of singing, maybe. But when, they, when, I, when I read that one, Make it fun. I was like, oh, oh man, that's going to be a tough one for us.
0: You know something? I just occurred to me as we're talking right now that one way I think guys are making it fun is with social media and sending videos back and forth to each other. And I think that's a way of encouraging each other. You know what I mean? And, yes. and stay, staying in touch with each other. And it just dawned on me right now that that's probably a lot reason why the guys are doing it.
1: Um, you know, we've talked about Prater's before, Mm -hmm. um, Prater's guys. Well, explain who they are first. John Prater, John Prater and, uh, uh, Prater sports floors out of Chattanooga, Tennessee. Uh, we've had John on the show a couple times, um, talking about the sport industry. No, he was on twice. He was twice.
0: I don't think so.
1: Um, Um, you a betting man, Highlander? I'll bet you a hamburger. You got a you bet. He was on twice. Well on. Once with, once with Billy and once without. But I'll I'll keep going with my story. Now I completely forgot what I was saying. Making it fun. Oh, how his guys made it fun. They used to make videos. It was a riot. They. It's funny you said social media because they had this one video where they started playing like James Bond music, okay? And the guys rappelled down in their warehouse. Have you ever seen their uh, warehouse that Yeah. They, they rappelled down from the ceiling. Mm. Put a patch in the floor and then rappelled back up. <laughs> all to like James Bond type music. It was they did uh they did all sorts of videos. They did all sorts of videos. Another one that they did which I thought was um hysterical because they had bill price on our bill price mm-hmm. and um, they were asking him you know the bill price state of the sport industry type thing yeah and it was like a you know attractive girl talking to him you know like a, uh like like a news type situation right mm-hmm. and uh so billy is just droning on and on and on and she's filing her nails and she at <laughs> one point she's making a sandwich at <laughs> one point and billy's just You know, yammering on and on. It was. uh,
0: That's pretty good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, you know what? They figured out a way to have some fun. And you're right with the ways people are on social media now and everything. Yeah. You know, it's it's funny because anybody who owns a
0: business or a lead man uh, who's been under the gun has probably done this, faced the same thing. I remember being on jobs before with guys. I'm thinking, man, I need these guys to stay. I need them to stay like three, three or four more hours. We got to get this nailed up today, man. And I'm like, yeah, you like I ACTC? Know exactly. oh. Yeah, we can put on ACTC. It'll be fun. Hey, how about I order a pizza? What do you guys, you, you like the pineapple on the oh. pizza?
1: I'll
0: get you that. Yeah, hey, this is this is pretty good, man. Hey, uh, so what'd you do last night again? And, and you have, come on, man. I, I need you guys, uh, you know, you're begging
1: in your mind. Yes. I got to
0: get this done tonight. I can't have them guys quit on me
1: so yeah no, been there yep especially when we were doing bowling alleys because everything when we're doing bowling alleys you know you had three days you had four days because you had to get to the next one and the next one and people had to open their business up so nobody wanted to be shut down so we had to skate the uh, state of the schedule so you know if (laughs) if I knew that we had to work till two o'clock in the morning to get a coat on I would be walking around and Uh, you know Mm -hmm. talking nice to guys and bringing pizza in and yeah why don't you go take you know go sit down for a little while i'll take over for you just such such a horrible person to play these guys and they knew it they all knew whatever well yeah and you gotta do it when i was a kid living in
0: michigan uh in in the up uh we took this kid fishing and uh, my is my, my, the old man and my brother Steve, my older brother. And uh, he was a new friend of mine. You know what I mean? I'm just getting to know the kid. We just moved there and uh, took this kid on a three day fishing trip, which was our first mistake. Um, it was, Rob, the conditions could not have been any more miserable. We had no heater in the car, the tent, it, we had no, it was oysters and crackers, was our food.
1: And it was miserable, miserable. And I try to get. Wait a minute! Hey, wait a minute! Were you just eating uh, oyster crackers, or you were eating oysters? Or, uh,
0: the, you know, uh, like um,
1: sardines. You know what oh, I mean? Okay. But they were like. I was gonna say, if you're eating oysters, Geez, I didn't know no, you guys oh. were that. You're eating right. sardines and crackers.
0: Sardines, and they were like the the funky crackers, not the good ones. Right. And I'm like, I'm like, hey, yeah, man, this is, we could catch a big one any day now or anytime now. Andy, I could see see him going down real quick, man. And I was like dancing around trying, hey, man, this will be fun. And uh, you know what? Uh, Supposed to get up to like 12 degrees tomorrow. That'll be a good, that'll that'll be nice. It's like a heat wave. We'll try to get the fire going tomorrow. I know it didn't work today, but you know what? Once we get that fire going, man. uh, Tomorrow?
1: Yeah. Oh.
0: That's when it kicks in. Yeah. There's nothing like fishing, huh? On day two. While it was snowing and raining and sleet, sitting in the car freezing, dude starts crying. And so it's over now. The dude's crying. So my brother sitting behind this is, him
1: wait, wait a minute. This is second day of, a, day of a three day trip. Of a three day trip. Is it the end of the second day? It's about mid,
0: about one or two in the afternoon of the second day. So halfway through this trip, yeah, this kid's the, in tears. He's crying. Oh I knew, the, I, I oh, knew this, this kid. is bad. Yeah, I knew this kid was too soft to go on one of our fishing trips, man. So when he starts crying, my brother, my big brother, backseat smacks him on the back of the head. <laughs> he tells him to shut up. So I, then I shoved him into the window. This kid, I go, yeah, shut up. And I knew it was over. We're not going to be friends any longer. You know what I mean? I don't. <laughs> the chick is up. You see the situation. Now the kid was our, he was our hostage. He wasn't our little, like he had, a, he, was held, he, kept, he held on to a quarter. Like we're going to get him next to a phone booth. That's not happening, dude. You're here for the long, the, the long term.
1: Oh.
0: Yeah. So you got to make it fun. That's you how you make, make those fun.
1: lifelong friends, huh? Absolutely.
0: So, uh, so anyhow, um, so that's the things that I, I getting around these guys, I kind of learned uh, one is that uh, it's, this is probably going to go on for another two to three years, is what they say. Um, uh, so, you know, um, I, I, I try to look at the positive way coming out of this. I mean, um, you know, the, the, no sense looking at it any other way. I mean, it, it is what it is. Uh, so uh, we just have to, it's the new normal for a while. We just have to adjust to it. Um, and, um, I think hanging on to your good employees by trying to make it as fun as you can. And, and I do realize I joke around about that, but I do think it's important. And um, uh, you know, what's the prices, you know, don't let people grind you down for prices and what have you. And um, um, there you go.
1: Yeah. We're you're in demand now. Now you're in demand. So yeah, that price thing, that's a big one, I think.
0: Yeah.
1: So we've always talked about that. We're big believers in, you know, don't do that anyways, but nowadays. Yeah.
0: So there you go. There's a State of the Union uh, for, the, there we uh, go. The, for the flooring industry. On the
1: floor, State of the Union.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: mm mm-hmm. Good thing they can see it on YouTube, too. How do yeah. you like my lighting today? My lighting seems a little better at the hotel. You
0: know, you're, uh, you're, actually, your cheeks look rosy today.
1: Thank you. It's Mississippi. Yeah. It's so all it this Mississippi air.
0: It's bringing out the, 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 the exactly.
1: Complexion. Yes. Very nice. Thank you. Did you say y'all did I miss that? I could have. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I slip into it. Absolutely. That's the first uh, sign. Uh, mm-hmm. Actually, okay. Yeah. I can see right. that. I could, I could see me doing that.
0: Absolutely. i well, get yourself some red beans and rice while you're down there and uh, some red fish.
1: A guy came in and he had overalls on, big beard, ball cap, you know, just looked like a Mississippi farmer. He was a floor guy though. Mm-hmm. And I looked at Jeremiah, I go, that's what I'm wearing the next time I come down that there you that's it. That's me there right go. there. Mississippi. Oh, wow. Here I come. I love it. All right.
0: Well, thank you, Rob. I appreciate your limited input <laughs> and, uh, Sorry.
1: You know, man, I'm tired. Tired. I don't know I'm why. Tired. It, it's just, I'm just trying. comes out. I know but, you are. I'm totally kidding. Listen, next show, I'm gonna mm,
0: turn it around, huh?
1: Yeah, yeah. All you right, watch right. the comeback. You watch me get my second wind. All right. Hey, all I right. talked about the 97 trailer lows. I that was me. That was all me. Um, I wrote it down and emailed it to you. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was you. Now wait a minute. Now haven't I done that for you in the past? You have. Haven't we yeah, worked? Yeah, yeah, you yeah know, absolutely. Well, let's let's be fair yeah. here. Yeah, okay? yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right. I, you know, I write yeah. one out of forty shows. Yes, I'm not. It's a, <laughs> this is a team disaster.
0: <laughs> All right, hey everybody, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Uh, please do stay tuned for another episode.